welcome to the Real Politics Podcast, where politics meets Virginia real estate. In this podcast, the Virginia Realtors Government Relations Team discusses issues that impact your business, down from Capitol Square and straight to you. We are broadcasting from the James Center Studios overlooking the Virginia State Capitol. Hello, this is Anthony Reedy, Vice President of Political Operations, and today I'm with... Aaron Barton, uh, Virginia Realtors Deputy Legislative Council. How are you doing this, this week, Aaron? I'm doing good, Anthony. Good, How good. are you? Summer's winding down. It is, man. September is right around the corner, although I'm looking forward to football and cooler weather. The humidity is killing me. Yes, I'm definitely looking forward to cooler weather and kids going back to school. Yes, yes. Very much. Yeah, I'm, I'm sure a lot of our listeners out there are very happy for uh, those same reasons as well. So... Um, for our listeners, we've been doing this podcast for a, a few months now and um, uh, still trying to get our sea legs a little bit with it. Uh, so the question is, what do our listeners want to hear about? Um, uh, you know, the work we do in government relations, advocacy, politics, RPAC spans a pretty wide gamut. So the question is, you know, what do you want to hear more about? And this is not a rhetorical question. Yeah. We really do want to know. I mean, do you want to hear about policies that impact your business and how they're developed or our advocacy efforts you know who we're engaging out there for your business yeah and and for for politics you know a, a lot of people are you know they may feel uncomfortable you know discussing it or kind of prompting questions because they think it necessarily may devolve into you know a heated argument but uh, we want to be able to to bring it here and, and discuss it in a, in a respectful and civil way and, and and discuss how things impact you and your business or just things impact you know Virginia and the country as, as a whole so uh, so if you you know want to hear about a particular issue or want to hear us discuss uh, particular campaigns uh, maybe interview particular candidates or policy experts uh, let us know uh, you can always email us at advocacy at virginiarealtors.org or uh, hit us up on the social media. Uh, we've got our Virginia Realtors Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram pages. Uh, and of course, most of you have our emails and cell phone numbers as well. So feel free to shoot us a text message if you got an idea. Uh, we want to you know, take, take your thoughts, what you want to l- listen and learn about, uh, and, and you know, provide that to you. Or Hey, Aaron, maybe they just want to say, stop clogging up my podcast feed and, and shut it down. I so. refuse to believe that, <laughs> uh, Yeah. Well, we, we, we'd have to find another reason for being here then. So, so Aaron, you used to practice real estate. How, how long were you a realtor? Um, I was a realtor for about seven years, but my parents have been realtors my entire life. Okay. So, so it, it's in my DNA. It's in your DNA. I cannot Good. escape it. And and then you decided to become an attorney. In an attempt to escape it. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And now you're pulled back into it. And on top of being a lawyer, you're also the other L word that gets a little <laughs> kind of people look at you a little funny when you tell them you're a lobbyist as well. Um, my daughter's reaction when I told her that I was going to be a lobbyist was, oh, mom, lobbyists are very bad people. <laughs> <laughs> That's not the case. I corrected uh, and, and, her. And, I educated yeah, her we're, on that. We're, we're, we're trying to, dis- to dispel that myth. Uh, all lobbyists are, are not bad people. So, uh, you know, one of the things that you, you've, you've been in this role now with the government relations teams for about 10 months or so. Uh, and one of the things I think would be beneficial for our listeners to, to learn about is kind of those eye-opening revelations 
uh, about the legislative and political process that you know most people day to day aren't aware of or may find interesting? Um, there's been a lot of eye-opening experiences since I joined the government relations team, but I'll keep it on the up and up. Um, <laughs> yeah, as I this is PG-13, by the way. <laughs> as I explained uh, to my daughter, I think one of the most eye-opening things was just sort of how lobbying is really an education process. Um, it's relationship building, which is what you and Mary and Martin spend a lot of time doing. But, but another huge part of it is just educating people. The backstory on the issues, why they're important, who they affect, um, and why those legislators should get behind those issues. And I think that was something I didn't really understand going into it, that that was going to be a huge part of it. And then I think because of that and because we do such a good job doing that um another i don't want to say surprise but something i wasn't expecting was just the clout that we hold with our um, legislators on all issues so even issues that we're not necessarily bringing they're consistently reaching out to us for more information or research or education um, to help them decide what they want to support and what they don't absolutely and uh you know that's something that you know, we've been fortunate over the years, years to build up uh, a, a lot of uh, positive credibility uh, with the members of the legislature. Uh, and, you know, as you said, it's it's about building those relationships uh, with, with legislators and with candidates. Uh, and a lot of that work's done through RPAC, uh, but the, the in, in supporting those candidates in our election efforts, but separate from that in our, in our lobbying efforts, you know, it's really a two-pronged approach. It, it's the relationships that the government relations team here in Richmond has with legislators, uh, but it's also, and, and really more importantly, the relationship that our realtors have with their legislators back in the districts. Mm -hmm. Because you know we've got uh, you know a little over thirty-four thousand members across Virginia, uh, and a lot of folks know their legislators. They see them out in the community at the grocery store. Uh, at the post office, at, at the you know, local restaurants and stuff. So it's always good to have those uh, those relationships and be able to to you know realtors making themselves uh, available as a as a, a resource not only on the real estate market but how you know individual policies and 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 legislative initiatives affect the business affect their clients. Uh, so it's it's a really a two prong approach that that we take here. And I think another thing that I didn't. Um anticipate coming into it is how much of a role we take even before legislators are elected during the campaign season. And we're seeing a lot of that now. We've been hearing a lot uh, about the importance of the upcoming state elections in this November. And can you give uh, our listeners a little bit of an idea about why the elections are so important this year? Absolutely. Uh, this year being an odd year, Virginia has uh, all of its uh, state uh, legislative elections and a lot of the local elections, uh, local government elections uh, in the odd years versus the even years where you have your federal elections um, up, up for contest. Uh, so this year, all 100 members of the Virginia House of Delegates and all 40 members of the State Senate uh, are up, and uh, that's important for a, a few different reasons. Uh, first is the balance of power in, in both the House and Senate uh, it, it is, is pretty even this year. Uh, uh, right now in the House, 
You've got uh, 51 Republicans and uh, 48 uh, Democrats serving. Uh, Democrats did have a 49th seat, but uh, uh, Delegate Matthew James uh, recently uh, uh, retired and vacated that seat. So that seat's open until November. And on the Senate side, uh, similar situation. Republicans have uh, a 20 to 19 uh, advantage there. Uh, they did have a 21st member, Senator Frank Wagner, who uh, retired to take a job with the Virginia Lottery. Uh, so, as our members can see, there's a there's a, you know that balance is there. So both sides are going to put a, put in a lot of time and energy and resources uh, to try to take control of of both chambers. Uh, of, of the House and Senate. Uh, in addition to that, you know, there's other greater political dynamics going on that, that make, uh, for political junkies this year, a very interesting year. Uh, one is the recent uh, uh, court decision to redistrict uh, 11 seats uh, that uh, were filed. There was a lawsuit filed uh, that challenged that those seats were uh, drawn with uh, racial, racial considerations uh, that weren't appropriate. Uh, and uh, the court decided that 11 of those districts needed to be changed. Now, that just didn't affect those 11 districts. It actually affected about two dozen districts because it affected the districts uh, surrounding them. So you've got several legislators or, or open seats that now are, are basically uh, uh, new seats or partially new seats. Uh, so, you know, it's important for our members to, to check their voter registration st status to make sure that they know uh, which district they're in now and, and, and where they need to, to vote um, come November 5th. And who their actual candidates are. Exactly, because you may have been in candidate X's or legislator X's district for, you know, the past eight years, but now you're in legislator wise districts. So I uh, need to double check to make sure that, uh, that you know where, where and who you're voting for. Uh, in addition to that, uh, as we all know, uh, the, the national political scene uh, uh, definitely cast uh, a shadow over Virginia. Uh, uh, our pro you know, national politics is in our backyard with our proximity to D.C., uh, so everything that happens at the national level trickles down and influences what happens at the state level, uh, whether it may be something that President Trump does and, and the reaction to that, uh, or maybe at some of the uh, more left-leaning policy discussions that, that come up in the uh, 2020 Democratic presidential uh, debates, things like that. All, all those go into play uh, with, uh, with how you know, voters react to uh, the legislative elections here in Virginia. Well, that is all great information, Anthony. It looks like uh, we have an action-packed fall ahead of us, um, although it's been an action-packed summer leading up to the fall, mm -hmm. so I don't know how much that will change. But again, to our listeners, let us know what you want to hear us talk about uh, by emailing us at advocacy at virginiarealtors.org, sending us a message on social media, or just grabbing us whenever you see us. Uh, at convention, etc. Um, we're happy to take your suggestions. Thanks for listening. That brings us to the end of our episode. Be sure to subscribe to our podcast, available through iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, and SoundCloud. Thanks for listening to Real Politics Podcast, where politics meets Virginia real estate, down from Capitol Square and straight to you.